the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be doing our usual preview segments for the Thursday show, previewing week 12 of the fantasy season. We got big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts. But at the end of this, we've got something a little bit different. We're going to do a Thanksgiving Foods mock draft. Four rounds, we're going to draft one main dish, two sides, and one dessert. Mm-hmm. And before the show, Chris and I agreed that we would both get gravy because gravy is the only topping or condiment or whatever you want to call it that deserves to be drafted. We should not make a whole round for just condiments and instead just give our Wait, what about cranberry? Just cran- is cranberry sauce? Mm, cranberry sauce? No, I think that count does not count. That's not... Well, you could draft it, I guess. You can have... How about, no, how about we automatically start out with gravy and cranberry sauce? I don't want cranberry sauce. You can draft... You can have cranberry sauce if you want. If, we'll sure. see if he dra- Chris drafts it. We're going to do a snake draft. You no, can no, draft no. anything you it want. It doesn't count as a draft. You just get cranberry sauce. It's, cranberry it's sauce like, is like one of the condiment things. What is... What are the RBs of this draft? Because you can draft anything in any order. Like, do you want to get your two sides in the first two rounds as your RBs? I feel like that's the strategy right here. Get your two favorite sides, or you could get a dessert like a wide receiver, right? Do you want to go? Two, do you want to go two running backs in the first two rounds here? We'll I have see. no idea. We'll find out. This is going to be a fun mock draft at the end of the show, and we're recording this on Wednesday, so we're getting into the Thanksgiving spirit a day early. But this drops tomorrow, and wherever you are. However you're celebrating Thanksgiving, I mean, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but at least we have this holiday. So however you're celebrating, I wish you guys, wish wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Chris, but not quite as happy as theirs, of course, because the listeners matter more, right? Wow. Of course. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And um, I mean, I'm grateful for having this podcast for friends, for family, for fantasy football, the three F's. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. For us, fantasy football counts as two. Oh, yeah, it counts as two. Let's go, because fantasy football is important as friends and family combined. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just Obviously. kidding. Yeah, because I don't want to be mean here. But before we get into big questions, we're going to just talk about quickly, 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 like the big Thanksgiving games, which there are only two of because the Ravens and the Steelers game, it was scheduled for 8.20 p.m. Eastern. It has been postponed until Sunday night. So uh, we're going to talk about the other two Thanksgiving games because there's only two. And the Lions, as usual, they're playing on Thanksgiving against the Texans at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a fun matchup. The Texans coming off a win against the Patriots, which was a surprise. The Lions coming off a loss in which they were shut out for the first time, I believe, since 2009 when Matthew Stafford was – I mean, I guess Matthew Stafford had his thumb injury. Maybe that was a factor. Nobody really knows. And, I mean, the Lions are going to be without Kenny Galladay again this week. They might have DeAndre Swift, but yeah, Chris, what's your game prediction for this game? Not fantasy wise, just game prediction. Mm, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. All Thanksgiving games are fun, no matter uh, you know, no matter who's playing. But I've Cowboys got Cowboys and Washington still fun. <laughs> NFC East yeah. battle on Thanksgiving. This could there be anything worse? Yeah, but uh, I think, I mean. If Galladay was playing, I think I'd say uh, Lions, but I think just that little difference is going to give me the Texans here. Yeah, I mean, that was really, really bad for the Lions to lose to Carolina like that against a backup quarterback. Yeah. I think, but the Texans have been so bad too. They're without Randall Cobb. They're without Kenny Stills. I'm going to say the Lions, oh, 
going to be a close one. I'm going to take the Lions here because they've managed to win four games somehow. The Texans have only managed to win three. Cowboys in Washington at 430. And the Cowboys, they performed better last week. I think they got the victory. Or no, they did get the victory against the... Uh, yeah, they, they got one over a hot Vikings team too. Yeah, the Vikings were pretty much eliminated from the playoffs with that one. Washington was able to beat the Ryan Finley Bengals after Joe Burrow got hurt in the middle of that game. Fortunately, he's... Unfortunately. You couldn't really hear the un there. Unfortunately, he is out for the year. And so thoughts and prayers to him because that was a pretty brutal injury. A reminder of Alex Smith's injury two years ago right there mm-hmm. on the field. But... This is another close one between two, three, and seven teams. Whoever wins this game will be on top of the NFC East for the moment. I mean, the Eagles are probably going to lose to Seattle. Uh, wait, who are the Giants playing this weekend? The Bengals. Oh, so, right, the Bengals. So they might, they could, I think they might win that. The Giants might actually go on top of the division. Yeah, and with Burrow. So, yeah, but they need the oh. Cowboys to win because of all the tiebreakers and stuff. So, but like right now, Oh, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to say the Cowboys because with Andy Dalton back, they actually looked like a semi-respectable team last week. And while they couldn't really stop the Vikings offense, I think, I mean, they were helped by, I guess, some penalties. I don't know how many penalties there were in that game. I just think the Cowboys are going to be able to win. And then for fantasy, Terry McLaurin, uh, Antonio Gibson, great plays this week. Yeah, uh, I'm going to actually have to disagree with you here. I'm going to actually say that the uh, football team pulls this one off. Their pass defense has been playing great, and I feel like that was really the only reason that the Cowboys were able to get the win is because they just chewed up that Vikings pass defense. With a good Washington defense, I think Andy Dalton is going to struggle a lot, and I just don't think the Cowboys defense is enough to contain uh, Alex Smith, especially if he plays well like he did a few weeks ago when he had almost 400 yards. So I think that this is a win for the football team here. All right. And then, yeah, like I said, Raven Steelers not being played. It's going to be postponed. That's really the only piece of news we have here. So we're not going to do our near, 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 news drop. So, yeah, we discussed the games, like it says on the note sheet, discuss games. So let's go on to big questions. Big questions. Oh, man, I kind of want to stick with Thanksgiving topics, but it's so fun. Thanksgiving and football are like two things that, like combining them is so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we're gonna talk about. I, I really. Just, I'm so hungry. We were talking about foods earlier before the draft, Thanksgiving, or before the show, not the draft. And I oh, just got so hungry. Oh my gosh! I just want to have Thanksgiving today. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, what is Alvin Kamara's value with Taysom Hill at quarterback for most likely three more weeks? He had 13 carries, 100, or not 100, 13 carries, 45 yards, a touchdown, and one catch for no yards. And this is looking like the Alvin Kamara of last year where we didn't really see him get that many touches. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's not going to score a touchdown in some of these games because Hill got two rushing touchdowns. I think, well, Latavius Murray, I know he got some carries. He had like a 50% snap share, which was impressive. But... What is Alvin Kamara's value? I think he might only be a mid-tier RB1 at this point. Yeah, with Taysom Hill, he didn't get a single pass catch. You know, it's just well, he had one for zero yards. Yeah, or well, basically I nothing. I, I mean, it was really surprising to see that because I thought Kamara was going to be very involved in the passing game. I thought they were going to want to try and check down a lot with Taysom Hill, but I was very wrong. Uh, I think for at least three more weeks while Drew Brees is out, Kamara remains a mid-tier RB1. I was considering I'm in a little bit of trouble, so I was considering trading for Kamara, but uh, then I just looked at that pass catching, and I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to pull the trigger. 
So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Drew Brees, like, I think this was uh, – I'm trying – I don't remember who this was reported by. I mean, it's, I think the Saints realistically hope to have him back week 15, but this is not – it's not a good thing for Alvin Kamara's fantasy value. I think until he comes back, he's a mid-tier RB1. And even when Brees comes yeah. back, like, Kamara was bound to see some regression with Michael Thomas returning. Like, that's why he mm-hmm. was a good sell high a few weeks ago. Oh, and by the way, speaking of sell highs – I tweeted this on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. And then I retweeted it with the podcast account at SGF pod. We were going to do a trade talk segment today and then realized for some reason, our trade deadline is like two or three days later than basically everyone else's. So I'm sorry, guys. Next year we'll do trade talk in weeks three, six, previewing weeks three, six, and nine instead of four, eight, and 12. So no trade talk segment today. We were going to unveil a new drop too. We have to wait till next year to unveil that drop. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that is brutal. All right. Yeah. What is Raheem Mostert's value when he returns? Which I think is supposed to be this week. We haven't really heard much, but I mean, he's supposed to be activated off IR, so he's coming back soon. He's facing the Rams this week, but I, having ranked Raheem Mostert so high at the beginning of the year, everyone else is now like, oh, start Raheem Mostert. I think, and I also think, start Raheem Mostert. He's... So good that he can overcome even this tough Rams rushing defense. And I think for the rest of the season, he's an RB1. And I don't think that's that bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he is an RB1. He's got a really tough matchup this week. And I don't know how he's necessarily going to perform in his first game back. I'll talk about him a little bit later. But uh, I do, I'm very happy to see that he's returning because he's been really good when he's been on the field. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mostert, RB8 in point, or at least a few weeks ago he was. He probably still is. RB8 in points per game. And when he played only four games, yes, but he left early in two of them. Like that's, he was putting up numbers last year too. Like he's just so efficient. And if, even if he gets a workhorse role and maybe doesn't get quite as efficient, the touches will make up for it. He's such a good player. And hopefully, I mean, honestly, if if he comes back, like maybe hopefully people undervalue him next year too. I'm going to be wanting him in drafts. The only thing is his injury risk, but you know, gonna make some sacrifices. Yeah. And then we're going to do another injured RB. What is Austin Eckler's value when he returns? Adam, Adam Schefter reported that Eckler was unlikely to play, even though we saw him lifting these huge weights and running and running. Like, I don't know why he's not playing. I guess they, I think they said something about like wanting to see him do more football stuff. That was like what Stefania Bell said. But when he returns, I think he's a back end RB one because of his pass catching ability. Yeah, I think. I think I would agree with you. I think he's a back-end RB1. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think he's a back-end RB1 because he catches so many passes. Even if Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, Torman Pope chip in, he'll still be, like, he'll still be um, valuable. But it's, I like, those guys, they've been effective at times, but when put in for a long period as the starter, they've become less effective, and that's clear why they need Austin Eckler back. Next big question. Is it time to drop Carson Wentz? And I might say yes, because he scored like 14, 9, and 8 the past three games. But he's facing Seattle this week. So I would give him one more chance. If he does badly against Seattle, you can drop him if there's an option like Teddy Bridgewater or Daniel Jones and Taysom Hill on your waiver wire. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it's time to drop Carson Wentz just yet, just because uh, he's got that good matchup. You want to see him, like, give him one more chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that he does have a good matchup, and it's worth keeping. He's always been good towards the end of season, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Or injured with Nick Foles taking over. Good or injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the two. Finally, is Mike Evans back? We thought he was gone. 
Oh, my goodness. He has had 33 targets in the past four games. That's an average of 8.25. He has caught 20 of them. He has topped 40, or he's gotten 49 or more yards in each of the games. And he scored 14.0, 8.4, 16.7, 13.4. In the Week 8 game, he didn't have A.B. The Week 9 game, A.B. was playing a limited share. But the past two weeks, he's caught 11 passes and had 20 targets, even with A.B., Antonio Brown. I guess you didn't understand our lingo. <laughs> playing a full snap share, pretty much. He was facing mm-hmm. Carolina and the Rams, two pretty tough pass defenses. Is Mike Evans back? Like, I don't know. I, I actually would disagree, and I'm, I'm not going to say that Mike Evans is some is back. I think he's just had a good few, a good, nice, solid stretch of games, and I feel like so his, touchdown, situation for you. his touchdowns are going to go down. But the only reason I like Mike Evans right now, actually, I'd say, is look at his playoff schedule, Calvin. Minnesota, Atlanta, Atlanta, and then Detroit. Because that's Chris Godwin's playoff schedule, too. <laughs> yeah. I used to have so, Chris Godwin. Absolutely loaded there. That's some good points coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be fun. I, I'm going to say he's back. I just think he's finally developed that rapport with Tom Brady, and that was all that was holding him back. Nobody thought Mike Evans was bad. Like, you saw that catch he made? Did you see that? He's insane. Mm-hmm. He's such a good player. It's not like he's a bad player. It was just Tom Brady. Did you was see how wide open Chris Godwin was as well? Well, okay. He was standing in the middle of the end zone, <laughs> wide open, and Tom Brady threw it to Mike Evans. And Nobody I had said Chris Brady's Godwin on the best quarterback team, in the league so. anymore. That was kind of <laughs> tough. Nobody said Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, but yeah, he hasn't. Cer- he's certainly not played like it uh, this year. He's been fine. He's been good at times. Been very good at times. But, you know, he's not the same. Mm-hmm. Got some weaknesses. Um, let's move on to Starter Sit. Starter Sit. All right. No, starter Sit number one, T. Higgins oh, versus the Giants, who have a decent secondary, but with Ryan Finley. No, I'm sitting him. I have to wait and see on T. Higgins. There's options. You can get Nelson Aguilar if you really need to. You can grab Willie Sneed if you really need to. There are options on the waiver wire. And, I mean, I don't know. You can grab Tim Patrick. I would rather start Tim Patrick this week than T. Higgins. Yeah, me too. Even though T. Higgins has been good, Ryan Finley is just such a bad quarterback. Like, they – oh, my – he's just – he's just – he's just so bad. So bad. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the Adam yeah. Gase of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Good analogy there. Would you start or sit T. Higgins, Chris? Um, I mean, this is interesting because he has kind of a tough matchup. The Giants have been one of the most underrated secondaries so far this year. But he's also without his quarterback, Joe Burrow. And uh, for that reason, I think I'm just going to have to – I'm going to have to go ahead and sit him. I just don't like – like you said, Calvin, there's just – I can't trust him yet. I mean – I don't know if this was more of a Joe Burrow connection or if it was a play calling connection, because if he's still going to get plays called for him like all the time, then he'll still be good. And he's definitely worth a start, but I'm too worried with that Joe Burrow. Ryan Finley, I think you said, Calvin, his completions to percentage throughout his career is below 50%. I just don't know if we can trust a quarterback like that. And I just think they're going to falter against a a solid uh, Giants defense overall. So I think that team is going to be slow. It's a team that pretty much every single player I'm trying to stay away from. Yeah, I actually did not give that stat, but that's an interesting stat for sure. I don't think I did. Did I say that? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think you said this, Calvin. No, wait. No, you didn't. I don't think you said that. Philip Lindsay versus New Orleans. Wait, Chris, why are we asking this question? Was he, like, insane last game or some reason? For some he reason? had 15 Garys for 84. That was Melvin Gordon. No. 
Yes, it was. 15 carries for 84 yards and two touchdowns. I'm positive. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> do you want to do starter sit Melvin Gordon instead? No, 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 no. Wait, did they have the same? What? Mind blown. Wait, hold on. Mm, wait, what team is Give Philly me playing? one second. Yeah, sorry. Like, what team is Philly Oh, sorry. Sorry, he had 16 carries for 82 yards. Whoa, they had like freaky the same stats. Let's just do them both. Starter sit, both of them. But New Orleans is the top-ranked run defense. I'm not doing that. Even Philip Lindsay has been bad in recent games. And Melvin Gordon has just been atrocious. So, and he fumbled the ball, I think, again today. Or I don't know if he fumbled it. He had 15 carries for 84 yards and two touchdowns. But for some reason... It didn't add up to 20 points. Has New Orleans really been the number one ranked run defense? Yeah, they have. No, it's surprising, but they have. I think Melvin Gordon fumbled last week. I'm going to check that. But either yeah, way, he, did. Like he fumbled us so at one yard line, Calvin. He was one yard away from a touchdown. Okay, well, they've been so inefficient in the previous games that I'm just I'm going to sit them. They were playing the Raiders. Or no, they weren't. They were not playing the Raiders. They were playing Miami. the Dolphins. So that's, that's yeah, I'm going to barely sit Philip Lindsay, but uh, I think with a better matchup, I'd be starting him definitely. What about Gordon? Um, Gordon, Gordon, I'm going to say he's a very low end flex play just because he gets the red zone touches. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think that's fair. I'm going to start Gordon sit Lindsay. Mm-hmm. But they're both Wentz. very close and very comparable. Good players Carson to have on your team. Yeah, exactly. Carson Wentz versus Seattle. Uh, I'm sitting him. I'm just doing a wait and see approach on him. We talked about him earlier. Like he hasn't proven anything that he can be started. It's just keep him on your team if, for one more week. No, I mean, because this is the week that you're going to start him. He's shown that he can't compete against a good defense. I'm going to start him this week, and then I think I'm getting rid of him. I mean, it's not like he's been awful. He's been QB 14. Well, he was really good for, like, two games for some reason, but he's really unraveled. He's just looked bad. I mean, last week he had 235 and two touchdowns. I think he'll do fine, especially against this defense. They're going to need to throw the ball around a little bit, and I think that Carson Wentz is going to be able to make a few plays. I think I'll start him. I'm confident that you have a better QB than Carson Wentz. Wait, who is – oh, the Pan- who are the Panthers playing this week? Um, the, uh, oh. the Vikings. Oh, yeah, no. So I would rather have Teddy Bridgewater – start Teddy Bridgewater than Carson Wentz. And Teddy Bridgewater is available on waiver wires. Oh, wait. Yeah, I would agree say, with that. Am I, I telling you guys to drop Carson Wentz now? Whoa. Oh, no, I still think that Carson Wentz is a startable quarterback this week, though. Okay. Corey Davis versus the Colts. What did, what were his stats last game? Like four for 83 or something? It was very, very frustrating. Again, I was playing against Corey Davis last week, and he basically did nothing the first three quarters. And then after that and during overtime, he went four. four fourth quarter Davis. Fourth quarter. Yeah, five catches for 113 yards. Oh, my. So. That's okay. Well, oh, and he had five catches in the game against Indy, too. Then against Baltimore. Yeah, I got to start him. He's been on a hot streak. He got shut out against Chicago, but before that, eight catches, six catches, missed a few games, then five catches, three catches, seven catches. Yeah, I mean, he's been about as consistent as they come. I I would start him this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's definitely worth a start as well. I think that he's just been playing great, and he almost seems to be the guy that gets a lot more, like, just consistent production versus A.J. Brown. I still like A.J. Brown better just because he gets so many more touchdowns and he's that big, deep threat guy. And uh, But, I mean, Corey Davis is a nice option that a lot of people, like, they don't know the most about, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, let's do our last one. Travis Fulcom versus the Seahawks, a guy that people know about because he's busted lately. So would you start or sit him this week? Hmm. 
I have his Fulgham versus Seahawks. I'm going to start him. Okay. Oh, really? He's had one catch for eight yards in each of his last two games. Yes, he had some targets. Or, no, he had some targets, but I'm waiting and seeing. I just, Carson Wentz has been so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think it's still worth a play. Really? Okay. That, that's, that's such a, I feel like that's a, that's a tough one. But I mean, I mean, he's been so good, and I think with I think this is the game where he can have a rebound game. Okay, I think he's a you can start him as a risky guy, but I wouldn't. Like, there's I don't know. I'd rather start Nelson Aguilar as a risky guy against uh, Atlanta, and then Travis Fulcom, wouldn't you? And he's on waiver wires. He's owned in twenty two point three percent of ESPN leagues. Hello. Sorry. Say it again. <laughs> I said Nelson Aguilar. Wouldn't you rather start Nelson Aguilar than Travis Fulcom? Owned in 22.4% no. of leagues. Nelson Aguilar, six receptions, 88 yards, a touchdown last week. I don't now care. He gets Look Atlanta. how he gets in what Atlanta. Did he get Kevin, what did he get last game? Six receptions, 88 yards, a score. How about the game before that? Uh, he had a clunker, but it's and that's what I'm saying. So did Travis Fulcom. It's a yeah, risky play. Yeah, but I trust play. Travis and Fulcom has, way more. <laughs> and he's facing the worst-ranked pass defense in the league. I'm sorry. Well, no, Seattle's like... Uh, are they worst or second worst? There's 32nd. Okay, fine. Atlanta's 30th. Relax. I'd rather start Nelson Aguilar than Travis Fulgham this week. But don't drop Travis Fulgham. See if he does well. But it's a wait-and-see kind of thing, Chris. You can't always be like, start these guys just like, I don't know. It's risky. It's risky. I- I'll give you that. All right. Let's go to Booms and Bus. Booms and Busts. Why are you so quiet, Chris? I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm very excited for the Thanksgiving party. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, let's get through this real quick. Get to the Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, fantasy is unimportant when there's Thanksgiving coming around. <laughs> well, no, we're trying to help them. They won't need to go 12-0, and 0, and they're not going to have a happy Thanksgiving if they don't go 12-0. and 0. Yeah, okay, yeah. I bet, Calvin, you got me game. going. No, not, all, if they, if they don't win their fantasy match, they're not going to have a happy Thanksgiving. So all I fantasy podcasts, second of all fantasy podcast listeners, thankful for my family, my 11-0 fantasy record. Being able to rub that in my friend's face. Yep. <laughs> it's so true, though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> About to be 12-0. and 0, But see, we're not, they're not going to be 12-0 and 0 if we don't help them this week. I've literally, yeah. They've literally taken every single advice, followed our rankings exactly. No, my rankings, not yours. But, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was putting us up on a pedestal, and then I just shoved you off of it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Terry McLaurin versus Dallas. He's going to break out this week. I already said he was a good play earlier, but he's had 12 catches, 16 targets in the last two games. Alex Smith provides a much more consistent face there behind under center. And Dallas, I mean, their defense has been reeling. It's gotten a little bit better as of late, but they still got pre- torched pretty badly by the Vikings. So I'm, I think Terry McLaurin's going to really have a breakout week this week. And then Darren Waller versus Atlanta. Last game, seven receptions, 88 yards, a touchdown. Yes, I mean, he's the good thing about Darren Waller. He doesn't always get the long catches. He's had some games where he gets like 25 yards, but he's been getting in the end zone so much more that that makes him so much more valuable. And Atlanta is dead last against tight ends. So this is like a really good, really, really good boom candidate. Like Darren Waller, his expectations are already high. They're going to go higher. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just skyrocketing right now. He's just he's playing absolutely incredible incredibly well and I agree. Incredible. He's just going to he's just going to continue to do better and better and this is definitely a boom game here. Yeah. All right. So, why don't you do your booms, Chris? 
Yeah, uh, my first is DeAndre Swift, and uh, I absolutely love this one. He's facing the Texans. As, now, I will say, I mean, obviously, if he doesn't even come back from injury, then then I wouldn't recommend uh, playing him as a boom candidate. But uh, I'm pretty sure that he'll be coming back from injury this week after his concussion. And uh, I think that this is just a big game coming his way. It's Thanksgiving. He's that one player that you get to watch guys on Thanksgiving, and I'm telling you, you won't regret, regret putting him in, in your lineup. He's going to have a big game against the Texans defense that's been faltering as of late. All right, and then, yeah, I, I like the pick. If he comes back from his concussion, which... I mean, I you saw what Damian Harris just did to, the, to that defense, so... Their defense is bad. I agree. Yeah. Like, I wish Kenny Galladay had played, because I have him on my fantasy team, and he would have been so good against Houston on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to me as a Kenny Galladay fantasy owner. Oh, yeah. All right, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a sad Thanksgiving now that he's been ruled out. Yeah, poor Calvin. Second pick is Wayne Gallman, who, by the way, is still not owned in 50% of ESPN leagues. I wrote about him in my streaming article for Luke Brown Sports Talk, which you can yeah, that's kind of funny. LB underscore Sports Talk, his website. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your second pick is I'm, I led you in perfectly. Your second pick is oh Wayne yeah. Gallman. Oh, well, Calvin, you gotta like I, I I didn't get like the I I I thought you were gonna keep going. <laughs> no, I don't keep going. Are you yeah, stupid? You don't I, I don't. I never. Oh my! But, but okay, Cap. Let's just talk about Wayne Gallman here. I mean, I I don't try and be. I try to be do my best to be unbiased. But like, I'm a Giants fan. Okay, but, like, no, but just talk about his stats. He's been so good. He I know. Scored at least He's been incredible, and that's what I'm games. saying. I'm not even being biased, guys, on this pick. Wayne Gallman has been absolutely incredible. I don't see any reason why their his production is going to dip. I mean, he's facing a Bengals team that's just going to be flustered. I mean, they. They just lost their star quarterback. I don't know if, they, if they're going to be able to uh, rally around Ryan Finley. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to argue otherwise, I'll be glad to hear it. But I don't think there are many people that would. And uh, I think that the Bengals just aren't going to have that the ball that much. And the Giants, I think they're going to go out to a nice, comfortable lead. Or at least I'm hoping as a Giants fan. And then I think that Wayne Gallman is just going to run this, Giants fan. run this thing into the ground. And they're just they, they're not going to be wanting to – Risk Daniel Jones, who has been a little bit in, uh, turnover prone this season. They're not going to want to risk throwing it, especially in a game that they think that I'm pretty sure they should think that they can comfortably win as long as they play their game. So they're just going to hand it off to Wayne Gallman yeah, a good bit. And I think gonna, that he's going to find the end zone. They're going to run it a lot. He is the number one option in the red zone. He's had five touchdowns in four games or something like that. And um, he, Alfred Morris takes some touches, but they're going to be running it so much. And he's been fine, even with Alfred Morris taking touches. He's become like a much more north-south runner, which I feel like every time a running back's bad, they get good by becoming more of a north-south runner. It was the same thing with Kenyon Drake after his own mom called him out. <laughs> he was like becoming a more of a north-south runner, and he got a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. guys, just don't run. When in doubt, run forward, not to the side. <laughs> yes, genius. See, I could be an NFL running back. Bust. Yeah, Calvin, I think he should. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus Tampa Bay. Coming off 20.2 fantasy points, two touchdowns, but he's facing a really tough run defense. And not only that, this team has Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski all on the same team. They're going to pass so much, and the Chiefs are going to have to pass to keep up. We're not going to see much Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's had a couple of good games. People might think he's back, but, I mean, he's going to bust this week. He might be back for future weeks. And then Melvin Gordon versus New Orleans. Coming off 18.4, and he got robbed of another touchdown with the fumble. Game expectations, or the expectations for him will be higher, but he's facing the top defense against fantasy running backs. So I think he's definitely a bust. New Orleans has been surprisingly great against fantasy running backs. Yeah, I knew New Orleans, we talked about it earlier. I mean, they've just, I, I was shocked. Oh my goodness, I still can't get over that, that they're the number one run defense 
they can get their offense going. I mean, Calvin and I, we both predicted the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I think it's coming true. Yeah, it definitely is. If they can, I feel like they have all the pieces right now. If their secondary can just play a little bit better, then they can stop it. And they can just at least handle a team like the Chiefs once they have Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas all working together. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my first bus is Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's facing Baltimore. Calvin will be happy to hear this one. I honestly think that he's the wide receiver. I mean, he's in a competition he's right now for wide, wide receiver, receiver three in the offense. I genuinely yes. think that the number one wide receiver on that football team is Deontay Johnson. And now you've got Juju uh, facing, again, another a tough matchup. You expect him to do something, it's just not going to happen. I'd, I'd much rather start Chase Claypool than Juju Smith-Schuster right now. So yeah, I absolutely the, the hate him. I think he's going for less than five points. Those three receivers have been ridiculous. And then we saw last game, Deontay Johnson was great. Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. the, he's the red zone guy. He was really good too. And Juju was not there at all. He's the third option, and sometimes he can be productive in that offense, but that's what I was saying before the season. I wasn't necessarily saying that Juju's bad. I was just saying, like, he has not proven he could handle the wide receiver one workload, and nobody would listen. Nobody would listen. Almost no one picked Juju as low as I did. Wide receiver, I mean, huge victory lap for me, like pat on the back. But it's very frustrating that people ranked Juju as a top 12 receiver, some of them, when I had him as wide receiver 25. And even that might have been a little bit high. I had him ahead of Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, you know. But, Chris, I li- love that pick. And we talked about Juju a lot in the bus category. But I hate, hate, hate your second pick. Ah, uh, yes. My second guy. He's facing the Rams. You can guess it. Raheem Mostert. Calvin's you, not gonna like this. you doubter of Raheem Mostert. You doubted him. You doubted him in the preseason. Guys, Calvin got so bad. Calvin is so mad by this pick. That, did you hear that crazy voice I just voice proved crack? myself right on Juju. Oh, by the way, you had Raheem Mostert as RB20. I had him as RB18. So you actually were not that much lower on him. So you kind of did that, do that pick too. But you were I spearheaded that pick. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm just kidding. Yes, you did. But, no, uh, he, you, he's not going to be a bust. He's matchup proof. That's how good he is. No, he's not. He's, he's not matchup proof. Look at his yards per carry. Like, it's ridiculous. Hey, Kevin, I don't care. He's facing a Rams defense that is absolutely incredible. You, Aaron Donald is a better player than Raheem Mostert. I'll tell you that, Calvin. And no. No, I'm just kidding. This game is going well, absolutely nowhere for Raheem Mostert. Like Aaron Donald. You can't shadow this Raheem Mostert. This isn't, they're they're going to run isn't away from him. He's going to be able to shake off the rust. This is a game where he's going to get absolutely Raheem Mostert's by, uh, averaging 5.9 yards per carry on this season. I don't season. care. He's facing the Rams. That's defense crazy. And he's off three, Calvin. That's crazy. He's averaging 2. Uh, 2.75 receptions. That's not too bad. He had, yeah, 5.9 yards per carry. Only one touchdown, and yet he was RB8. Only one touchdown, he was RB8 in points per game in the games that he played around there compared with the rest of the league, and he left early in two games. He's not going to be a bust. He's so good. It's like saying sitting Kamara against the Rams, saying that's a bust. Yeah, but no, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, but no. (laughs) But Calvin, he's also returning from injury. That's the thing. And so I just don't like it. I just feel like. There's a lot of different things that can go wrong here. He can get re-injured. He might not he have that same spring returned. that he had because I wait. What was the injury again? Uh, it was a high ankle sprain. No, but look. Yeah, he, high ankle sprain. He already can... returned. He already returned from an injury and put up 11 attempts for 90 yards and then 17 for 65. He's already returned from an injury and been insane. Yeah, but Calvin, who who was he playing against in those two games? The Dolphins and guess who? The Rams. Well, I guess he only averaged 3.8 yards per carry against the Rams, but he got 17 carries and then he got hurt. He wasn't even, that wasn't even the full game. Like, he's going to be good. 
Yeah, I just don't like it. I mean, high ankle sprain is a tough injury to just come back against a Rams defense and dominate. It's just not going to happen. He's not going to have that same spring in his step, I don't think. But, Calvin, let's move on. Yay! Thanksgiving mock draft! No, but he is going to have that same spring in his step. And we have no drop for this, Chris, but instead of a drop, you know what we got? You heard it. You already heard it. You heard it, heard it, heard it. I say stalling to try to play this. You heard it in the intro. Hello, it didn't click play. <laughs> All right, well, here. Uh, hello? Hello? It's not playing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, wait, Calvin, I can totally no. hear it. You hear those gobble sounds, Calvin? <laughs> there it is. You heard it, right, Chris? Yes, I did. You're hearing it. There, we did it. Yay, yay, yay. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yay! Public domain turkey sounds! Yay! Let's go! Yay! Woohoo! What could be better? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is pretty awesome. Thanksgiving Foods Mock Draft! Four rounds, one main dish, two sides, one dessert. We all, both get a couple great couple gravy to start. I count cranberry sauce as a food. The cranberry sauce, that's a food. It's not. It's not like gravy. It's not the same thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, no. I think cranberry and Calvin, cranberry and gravy, they belong together. No, no, no. We don't. I don't want cranberry. Cranberry sauce is, needs to be. Something it doesn't matter, Calvin. It's just universal. What? No, you it's have not to universal. I don't. Ha- I've never had cranberry sauce. Okay, well, Calvin, you can have cranberry if you want it. What? No, okay, no. You condiments, just, you Calvin, have to condiments. It. It's more solid. Is, is, let's see. Is no, cranberry it's not. It's a sauce. sauce. Con- cranberry I, sauce. No, I'm going to say, is cranberry sauce a condiment? I'm going to look it up. And then we'll see. Um, oh, no. It says it's a fruit-derived condiment used in the fall and winter months to add a touch of sweetness to roast meats, meats fish dishes, or uh, and other savory fare. This is from ffactor.com. Haha. <laughs> it's a condiment. It goes on the list. Any condiments are free. All right. Okay. Let's start, though. Let's get to the good stuff. Okay. Do um, I pick one? Um. Yeah, I think you have the number one pick. But, yeah, so we, we each get a cut. We get gravy and cranberry sauce to start. Okay, that's fair. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't really want cranberry sauce, but I'll just do it. We'll post what our teams on Twitter, and you can comment with your thoughts about them. Okay. With the number one oh, pick no, please in the Thanksgiving it. Foods mock this, this draft, is number one. I am choosing a good old turkey. What? With the number one pick? You're insane. What are you doing? There's at least two picks that are better than that. You took a turkey with the number one? And I'm so happy about it. You're happy, oh boy! I am happy. You're so happy. Some cranberry sauce. Turkey is very, very good. It's very, very good. But there are meats. I'm gonna get my meat. Like that's basically. It's not the Thanksgiving like the the traditional Thanksgiving. I've had a turkey every year for Thanksgiving, but I'm fine with like ham or chicken. Just have to decide which one I want. All right, Chris. (laughs) With two picks here, you for you know it's a snake draft, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. With two picks. With the first one, I'm taking mashed potatoes. When they're cooked right, they're good. When they're cooked wrong, they're also good. Creamy, 
fluffy, buttery. Oh my gosh, they're good. Mashed potatoes. That's a home run pick. I can't believe you said you were taking that number one. Oh, it's so annoying when you have like family favorites, you know, but like no one knows about them. Oh, you know that? Family favorite. I see. Like, you know that, that one food that, like, no one else has at their Thanksgiving, but it's really good? Uh, I have – I'm trying to remember if I have any of those foods. No, I don't think so. I've just got them – I've got the – I have one food that, like, I would definitely include as my no- – like, basically my number one thing. Does mac and cheese count as a Thanksgiving food? I'm not taking it. I'm just wondering. I don't know. If it does, I'm not, I'm not taking it. it. Mac and cheese was my – I think it counts. I'll say it counts. <laughs> but, like, anything that's regularly served at Thanksgiving counts. But this is – I don't even need it because I've got my I, I it was my backup side. I thought you were taking mashed potatoes number one, so I might have taken mac and cheese here. If you hadn't taken if you had taken mashed potatoes, but since you didn't, give me stuffing. I hadn't had stuffing until a few years ago, but it is just fantastic. It's like the perfect combination of flavors, just in a bowl, perfect texture, perfect everything. I will just inhale stuffing all day. Like it, yeah, even stuffing the name is good. Stuffing appetizing. is good. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Stuffing is a nice pick, but uh, Calvin, you're still without a meat. I'll take a meat. You can't have another meat. I'll take a meat in the last round of the draft. Yeah, I'll go ahead. But and now take you can it. take your sides in the last. Oh shoot, I know what you're taking. So give me pumpkin pie. Uh, maybe well, I should go. I probably should have waited on stuffing instead of taking two a good sides. pumpkin pie when you when you put a little bit of whipped cream on it or oh, something to to dilute the the strongness of it. Oh my. That's my number. That was I think. Mashed potatoes is my number one. Stuffing is my number two. Then turkey is my number three. And ma- pumpkin pie is my number four. So I like to pick it four. Like that was the best player available right there. But you still need two sides. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the downfall of your team. Mm, I think I'll be okay. You'll be surprised. What are you going to take? Mac and cheese and green bean casserole? Ew, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, I have another pick. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I was waiting for you. What are you going to take, like, rolls? <laughs> mm, honestly, rolls? Like, like a solid pick. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly. No, but this is your dream Thanksgiving meal. Like, what would you want to have? Like, if it was my Thanksgiving, like, at my house. Or at anyone else's house, but yeah, you could. But, like, am I allowed to do, like, family favorites? Yeah, but if you okay, but you could also go for like approval if you want. Yeah, but like honestly, well, this it, isn't it just, about family people favorites. Know, this is about, well, I know what it is when you say it. This is about making like the best thing, right? Okay, well you can have it if you want. Is it a side? Yes. Okay, what is it? Let's go for it. Pineapple souffle. Pineapple soup life. Souffle. Oh, I was about to say like the cereal. <laughs> Pineapple souffle. Uh, so good. And you have it for Thanksgiving. Yes, I have it. We have it like for every single like holiday. It's like the family I, holiday have food. It, I guess. I mean, it's like like we have it for Christmas. We have Is it, it good? for Easter. We have it for uh, Thanksgiving. It's very good. How like, do you spell extremely souffle? good. Oh, I think I know. Got it. Pineapple souffle. I'll just put on Twitter that it's a family favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, going for votes, I don't know if that's really the smartest thing. It's okay. Oh, would I rather have chicken or ham? I eat chicken more. Just give me chicken. Chicken's the better pick. <laughs> chicken. 
And now <laughs> imagine, imagine like like you have chicken like a lot of times a year. Like I don't know how many times you have chicken like thirty times, twenty, thirty times a year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just get it for Thanksgiving again. It's like mac and know. cheese. Can I just have mac and cheese instead of dessert? <laughs> Pumpkin pie was the clear pick. I've, I've got some. I got choices, but then again, I really don't. Can I just take ice cream? <laughs> I mean, I if you want. I mean, no, I really don't have choices. I gotta go with apple pie. It's it's inferior to pumpkin, but I mean, and actually, I mean, an apple pie done right is like probably as good as a pumpkin pie. It's just not as Thanksgivingy, in my opinion. Mhm. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Well, so you've got turkey, pumpkin pie, and pineapple souffle. I have my final team is. Oh, I'm happy with this. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, chicken, apple pie. Like this would kind of. I mean, I honestly really love apple pie. Like, I mean, I'm not giving it enough respect. And then chicken, like chicken, this one, I I don't know. I think I would rather have, like, I think my team might be, like, my four favorites at the positions. No, you would yes. rather. Yes, oh, I think so. Pineapple souffle, ew, Ugh, disgusting. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But uh, then my final pick, we got to go with it. Green bread. A bread? You mean, <laughs> do you want to take rolls? <laughs> Like, like, rolls, bread, like, bread. But I'm going to say roll. Nobody says bread. <laughs> rolls. Okay, but that's that's a solid pick. I mean, the thing about it is, like, like honestly, when, rolls? when you get down to business, I'll take a bit of the turkey and a bit of the mashed potatoes and a bit of the stuffing. I'm also grabbing, like, three rolls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, at least, oh, wait, you have two of the picks that I said I was actually taking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I, I would, I think I would take like this is what I would actually have. I think I would actually have pumpkin pie over apple pie. I, I would have, yeah, I would, I would take turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin pie, and rolls. So I would, oh, I just I would take three of your picks and two of mine. <laughs> but I had to, I had to draft chicken and apple pie. I didn't but, have Calvin, any space. When you put some, when you put some uh, gravy on the turkey and gravy on like rolls, oh, but you got oh, you got stuffing and mashed potatoes. That hurts. Yeah, but I that mean, hurts. yeah. Let me let me type. Each person gets honestly like, like one of the things. Like if I had to include a fifth, like sweet potato stuff is sometimes good. Yeah, I think if I had to take a if I were to take a fifth, uh, I would. If you if you allow a side, it's mac and cheese. Just because mac and cheese is fantastic. I know it's not really like it's, mm-hmm. you can have it any time, but it's like it's so good. Yeah. And then like Very homemade true. mac and cheese. Like if you get it homemade. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Anyway, so yeah, each person gets gravy and cranberry sauce. And the final teams: you have turkey, pumpkin pie, pineapple souffle, rolls. <laughs> Imagine drafting rolls. Maybe we should have given everyone rolls. I have mashed potatoes, stuffing, chicken, and apple pie. It's going to hurt not to get those rolls, Chris. Like hot, fresh bread. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Like, whose who's goes better with the gravy and the cranberry sauce? I'm not touching the cranberry sauce. I'm just including it just because. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think gravy with mashed potatoes would be better than gravy with turkey. Uh, which two go better together? What do you think, Chris? Oh, I don't even know. That's tough. Ooh, they're like equally. I'll just say equally is good. I laughed at you. For, I mean, your team wound up pretty good. I mean, pumpkin pie. Yeah, you'd have to taste the pineapple souffle to see why I won. 
Okay. Well, you yeah, would have to chase that stuff, and you'd we'll realize come over to your house. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, Main Street. I'll save you some, Calvin. Okay. <laughs> we save me some. Thank you. If, wait, hold on. Yeah, if you save me some, I'll save you some of my chicken. <laughs> After you're all filled up in your number one. If you do, you want to give me my chicken, Chris? Because you have your number one pick, your turkey. Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> you had to think about it, though. All right. That is it. Do we need to roll the credits? Yeah, I think we do. On the Thanksgiving episode, we have got to roll the credits. <laughs> Wait, you heard that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice turkey noises. <laughs> yeah, it's what we like to hear. All right. Roll the credits. Dun, 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 Oh, let's go. All right, if you have questions about fantasy football or if you want to check out – or if you – just check out our Twitters. Like, check out at SGFpod on Twitter for updates, at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. You can send questions there. And then you can also uh, email us at secondgoldfantasy at gmail.com with questions for the show. And, yeah, send questions for the show in either spot. If you don't want them on the show, that's fine. I'll just answer them on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to check out our live show – Download the S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R app or go to sportscaster.com slash SG Sports Talk and uh, follow, or, or you can, if you download the app, follow us at SG Sports Talk. Follow us also on Twitter at SG Sports Talk for updates about our show. Email us at secondgoalsportstalk at gmail.com with questions. And uh, yeah, I, also you can check out my Sportscaster news page where I write for it, news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin KSGF. You can actually also... I, I just published my first article. I told you mm-hmm. about, about it earlier. Week 12 streamers for Luke Brown Sports Talk at LB underscore Sports Talk on Twitter. His website link is in the description. So just go to twitter.com slash LB underscore Sports Talk. Click on the website link and you can find it. Um, it's by me, Calvin K. And you should read it because it's fantastic. I should Absolutely win a Pulitzer. Fantastic. Uh, I should win a Pulitzer. A Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. All right. You get anyway. a blue ribbon, Calvin. That's my response. Oh, wait, no. Oh, shoot. It didn't play. I didn't share my screen, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it didn't play. I, I, I get the message. It was a gobble gobble. Okay, no, you didn't get the message. Now. <laughs> did you get the message there? You got the message Thank there. You. I see. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll... Hey, don't interrupt me. That wasn't very clean. It, it, it played, like, way after. All right, anyway. <laughs> we'll play the gobble noises during the outro, too. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening. We'll see you next time.